The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the people, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to them, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the Scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Beloved family of God, grace and peace to you from God our Creator and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. One of my very favorite quotes from Pastor Eugene Peterson is when he's talking about Jesus' parables, he calls them, quote, narrative time bombs. (laughs) It's fun to to look at the, well, it's fun for me at least, to look at the parables through that way. Maybe it's fun for you too. We should talk afterwards. If it is, we can talk parables. But these parables, these narrative time bombs that Jesus tells, they're these stories that he tells that address issues at the heart of religious life. Sometimes they can throw us off guard. They can confuse us. They can activate our imaginations, these stories that Jesus tells us. But then at some point later, there's an an aha moment where we understand something deeper about what Jesus was talking about. We have a kind of new awareness, a new understanding of who God is because of these stories. And Jesus told a lot of them. This is the second in a string of three in this section of Matthew that Jesus tells in the presence of the religious leaders in the final week before he's arrested and crucified. So the tensions are starting to to raise. He tells this story of a landowner who plants a vineyard. He builds a fence, he digs a wine press, he builds a watchtower. Basically, the landowner does everything possible to ensure the flourishing of his vineyard. Then he leases it to some tenants and he leaves. Packs up his car, maybe heads somewhere warm for the winter. When the harvest comes, 
He sends servants to collect what the vineyard has grown through the season. But instead of handing it over, the tenants beat and stone and ultimately kill two groups of these servants sent to gather what has been produced. As a last resort, the owner sends his son, thinking they will treat him differently. They plot his murder to try to lay claim to this land. And legally, if the heir to the property had died and left the property unclaimed, there was an avenue where they could try to lay legal claim to this vineyard. The tenants see an opportunity to climb a ladder, to, to elevate themselves, to get a, a little bit higher, climb a couple more rungs on the ladder, advance their position in society if they could just find a way to protect, to hold on to this land. That's what they've been focusing on this whole time. Ways to, to climb this ladder. Ways to move up. And if we're honest, we kind of recognize this desire too sometimes, don't we? This desire to climb ladder, whether it's social or financial, whether it's spiritual. We climb, we have these ladders that are set before us. Ways to, to elevate ourselves to lay claim to more, to gain more resources, have more, more, and more. The owner of the vineyard returns, and Jesus asks this question of the religious leaders. What do you think he'll do to these tenants? And they respond, well, he'll put those wretches to a miserable death. He'll lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. It feels to me that there's a, a linchpin in this response, and that is how we read it. Right? How do we hear these words coming out? Because there's multiple ways that this could be said. If we take the perspective of the landowner, the, we could be indignant. Right? We could be downright angry. Well, he'll put those miserable wretches to a death. He'll show them. Then he'll lease to the vineyard to the, the ones who deserve it. He'll lease the vineyard to the other tenants. We could read it that way, right? That the leaders could feel offended, could want justice for what the tenants had done. As a way of inflaming that sort of us and them mentality. If we take the perspective of the tenants who have let their pursuit of climbing the ladder cloud their judgment, lead them off course from their mission, maybe they were a little remorseful. Oh, what will he do? He'll probably put those wretches to a miserable death. And he'll lease the vineyard to other tenants who will do what we should have been doing the whole time. Right? We could read it that way as well as a way of convicting those times where we climbed a little too high, climbs when we or times when we didn't pay any regard to our neighbor. I love that we pair this story that Jesus tells with the Apostle Paul's writing in Philippians three, because I think at different times we've been able to read that response both ways. It's the narrative time bomb that starts ticking down, right? 
The religious leaders clearly read it as inflammatory because of how they respond at the end of our reading today. They, they want to arrest and punish Jesus. But I love that we pair this with Philippians 3 because Paul reminds us that our story as a people of faith is not a story of us going up, but of God coming down. It's not a story of us climbing a spiritual ladder of achievement to earn some sort of gold medal from God, right? Paul writes that if if gold medals were given out for religious background, he would have it. If there were awards given out for reaching the top of the ladder, he would have reached them all. And he gives us this pedigree information in Philippians. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He was a member of the people of Israel. He was a tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. He also graduated summa cum laude from Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. Had the best internships you could ever want. Was the youngest CEO. Any relevant skill you could need, he had it. His resume fit perfectly in a world where climbing the ladder is what it was all about. And yet he says, whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. Because Paul knows that he's not the hero of his own story. Christ is. He knows that he is not his own Savior. Christ is. And the same is true for you and me. There's no spiritual ladder that we can climb to ascend to God, to be more loved by God than we are right now. The stories that we have, we only have these stories to tell about a God who descends, a God who comes down to us and meets us in our failures and our shortcomings. We have a God who comes down to experience everything of what it is to be human. We have a God who comes down to join us in our laughter and in our tears, in our joys and in our sadness and our brokenness our pain, our betrayal, rejection, and even ultimately to death. Our story as God's people is not of us going up, but of God coming down. The one who owns the vineyard sends his son to those who are tasked with carrying the harvest, and they killed him. It's on the cross that our narrative time bomb explodes. But the story doesn't end there, does it? God continues, even in death, to bring life. Because our story as God's people is not one of us going up, but of God coming down. Of God joining us to set us free from the need to continually position ourselves in the hierarchy to free us from that need so that we can tend the vineyard that is ours to tend. To love God and to love our neighbor to the best of our abilities. And to continually be given grace upon grace for those times when we fall short. And for that we say thanks be to God. Amen.